the three things I like most about this next speaker, her endurance to overcome, overcome her condition, her impact on the students in her class, showing them how to help and her dragons. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Hey, Giant Builders. Welcome. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you guys. Dan's laughing at me. <laughs> so um, I want to thank you so much. and want to let you know that this particular episode is being sponsored by a really special eye cream called Redefine. So it's in our sponsors page because I've been telling you over the last few weeks that that's a new page. We have a sponsors page and we have a media page. So it lists all the books of all of our speakers and Jan has a book. So her book will be in there too. And so make sure you check it out. Thegiantbuilders.com. All right. So today's speaker is Jan Burrell. Hi, Jan. How are you? Hi, I'm good, Lois. How are you? Great. Can you tell our guests a little bit, or tell our listeners a little bit about you? <laughs> sure. Um, eight and a half years ago, I had a hemorrhagic stroke. And if you can imagine your life stopping, that's what mine did. I had been a farmer, busy farmer. Um, we were selling our vegetables and my baked goods at local farmer's markets all over the place and doing a great job. But this kind of stopped me. Um, I was, I, hmm, I became unconscious and was unconscious for two days. Um, then I woke up to my daughter. She had flown in from Colorado. And then I stayed in rehab for six weeks. And then I was let to come home. Um, I went to rehab at the house for about two months till they figured I was well enough to make it to um, physical therapy. I had to have speech treatment as well because I had severe aphasia. I was a mess. And then after a year, they said, well, that's all you're getting. Sorry. And I still couldn't speak. I couldn't read. I couldn't write. I could barely walk. I was using a quad cane. So I went back to work not being able to read. And the kids, I'd been with the kids for 16 years. So they, they said, don't worry about it. We got it. They would write the directions for the day down on the board and read it to me while they were doing it. All their assignments, they would read out loud. And those kids never gave up on me. On my free periods, they would come in and talk and talk and they'd make me walk and they'd walk with me. And they really helped between that and, believe, believe it or not, children's picture books. I started with that, then went to children's board books with words, then and to the next stage and all the way up till I finally read Christopher Paolini's Brissinger, which is the third book, I think, of his series. How old were these and children? This is your, like you were a teacher. I'm a substitute teacher, an interim teacher, and the kids are junior high and high school. Oh, okay. Wow. And and it 
It was amazing. So, I mean, how did you keep the energy to keep going? I'm stubborn and I <laughs> overwork because I have ADHD. So sitting still is very difficult and getting out to see the kids they were like my own family after all those years. I'd watched them grow up from kindergarten. And then when I had the stroke, I focused only on the junior high, senior high, because there were no floors. Everything was all on one floor. So the kids were like, oh, my gosh, it's so good to have you back. And, and then COVID hit, and I got laid off after 20 oh. years. Yeah. yeah. So my daughter said, why don't you go back to college, Mom? and get your master's. So I did. And I graduated summa cum laude with 3.91 in creative writing and poetry. And that's when this book came along. I hope you can see it. Tippy's new friend, uh -huh. who is a white dragon that takes everybody on adventures. This is just the first book. They're going to be, well... We have 50 states and a whole bunch of countries to go to still. So, uh -oh. so Tippy travels to all the states, huh? Yeah. Oh, cool. And when we get to the state, we actually pick up a child who takes us on a tour of his state, of his or her, the natural, nat mm, the nature sites. Wow. That's so educational. Yes. Wow, that is so cool. Well, children, they kind of learn social studies and geography, but not really. And I have in the back of my books a map so they can literally trace out the whole trip. So the next book, which is in production, is Tippy Goes to California. So they see us start New Hampshire. I chose that because that's where I went to college. So we start New Hampshire and fly across the United States and we list the states we're flying over in order so the kids can draw it in. Then they can go around California and then fly back with us. So they learn how far it is, how many states are in between, what states are there, and they'll start to get a feeling for the United States. Wow, you have a lot of books to write. <laughs> yes. So what brought you to this idea? Well, I was supposed to do creative writing and poetry since I got my master's in that. And I wanted to give back to the genre that helped me so much to regain my ability to read. So I started with this. Oh, that is so cool. That was Thank a you. lot of research for you first date then. Yes, and... Tippy, hey Tippy, she's my partner. She goes on flights with the dragon. She's oh. never far from me. Oh, <laughs> well, that is great. Well, how long does it take you to put a book together then? Only about two or three weeks. Not bad at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, but still, that's that's still a lot of effort. <laughs> I'm also writing a middle grade, um, let's see, fiction book with a dragon and dogs and kids. Kind of a mystery book. Oh. So who's the character in that book? 
Not Tippy, actually. Two oh. of my older dogs that I loved very much. Um, Jacob, well, we call him Jake, and um, Chaz. He's an Australian Shepherd, and Jake is a mid-sized Sheltie. Oh, that's wonderful. And my daughter is the main character, and then she picks up my son. He's the next character. And they go around with, um, she has a blue dragon and he has a green dragon. I won't tell you the names. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, children are really loving dragons right now. I mean, my granddaughter, she dressed up as a dragon for last Halloween. So I know that they really in, are very inspired by the, um, the, got the giant, I don't know which word to use, but the magnification of, of dragons and they seem to be friendly dragons these days. Yeah. Much better than children eating dragons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So back me up just a little bit, your progression. I mean, at the point where the doctor said, this is as good as it's going to get. Did you have like a community around you pushing you? No. Other than the, the kids were there once you decided to go back to school? It was just the kids, really. Everybody else listened to what the doctor said and said, well, after one year, you're done. But we're just finding out now about neuroplasticity, which is the brain's ability to create new connections. And it's like any other muscle. If you don't use it, it atrophies. So if you keep pushing it and keep using it, you can create new pathways. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. I've had both. Luckily, the bad ones go away. <laughs> and also, some of my pathways have more than one connection that are mixed up. Like when my foot moves, my, my hand sometimes moves. Oh. So it's all connected on the one side. I'm working on getting that changed. But it's, it's been, hmm, the journey has been very difficult. I have gone through depression. I went through an addiction to painkillers because the journey back is very, very painful. It only hurts if you move. Oh, well, there so you that's go. Why, yeah. <laughs> so that's why a lot of um, stroke patients and also traumatic brain Traumatic brain injury, mm -hmm. um, they don't move because it hurts so much. I mean, oh, my God. And just to function, I was taking about six Aleve a day and eight Tylenol mm -hmm. just to function for the kids to go into work. Yeah. So luckily I got off of that with my doctor's help, and he found something that was a uh, medication that is supposed to be non-habit forming but it works oh that's great well it's nice that you have a good doctor that's willing to re to put you in that position i think that we've not always heard those great stories it's oh my gosh he was wonderful he um admitted this was something that he was not fully divested in so he would read and he would look up things and he would do the you know, do the searches. Mm -hmm. And he he was wonderful, but he moved south with his family to be near his dad. Tell me about these kids, because 
you're talking about an age range where and not to make it sound like people are just mean, but kids have um, at this age range, you know, the middle school and the high school range, they're more often less kind. And yeah, I mean, they like to not be nice to each other. <laughs> but yet it sounds like they were extremely nice to you. I've never had problems with kids. They are amazing. Even the ones that the teachers write down on the boat, on the paper, this one, don't worry about, you're never going to get anywhere with them. Those are the kids I worked with. I even created an unofficial poetry club, and some of these kids that um, I was trying to keep in school and keep from dropping out, they reluctantly wrote me a poem. And then they found it was kind of, it got feelings out that they had been keeping inside for so long. Yeah. So some of the poems I saw were amazing and not something to be shared. But they came around and they would come and sit with me. And I never had problems. In fact, the worst ones were the ones that kept order in the classroom for me. <laughs> so oh. I didn't have any problems. Well, that's wonderful. They were, yeah, they were great kids. I, I think the chance to actually help someone else instead of just have to do what they have to do in school and then get home, but they would come in and they'd look for me and they'd find me and they would help. And their chance to become the teacher was an enlightening thing for them. Was it difficult for you to get the school system to let you come back that that quickly? Oh, no. They had been waiting for me. The, oh, okay. Um, the junior high principal was the one who had hired me, and she had kept the job open. I was a full-time substitute. And they all welcomed me back. The teachers were great, everybody. But the status quo was them. You know, I was how I was, and it wasn't going to get any better, and... After a couple of years, the teachers started coming up to me and saying, I'm impressed and amazed at everything you're doing. And when I feel bad, I think about what you handle every day. And, you know, it's not so bad anymore. <laughs> so I was, I was an inspiration for a lot of people. And sometimes yeah. that can get to be a lot because all of a sudden I'd find I was doing things not because I wanted to because it hurt so bad, but... I was doing things so I didn't disappoint all these other people. Mm. That was that was your inspiration. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of in a backwards way, yeah. <laughs> well, great. Well, let's see. Any closing thoughts? The biggest thing is to never, ever give up on yourself or if you're the caregiver, the loved one, the family, even friends, don't give up on them. Keep pushing. Don't do everything for them. If I have to bend over and get a pencil, it's movement that I need to stretch out my muscles. So I go and pick it up. Or if I need to open a door and get around it, to do the movement is actually beneficial for me. It's nice every once in a while, I will admit that, but 
let them do what they would normally do because they need to get back in practice doing that with their non-dominant hand and side. And if you do everything, why should they? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's good words of wisdom. Yeah, that's good. All right. So I'm going to have a link to your book below and in our media, media page, because that's brand new. And uh, okay. I, I am really excited. I'm going to have to get a dragon book for my granddaughters because they really love those dragons. <laughs> and when this goes live, my uh, publisher will take 10% off the price for the people who watch this podcast. Oh, well, there you go. All right. So, okay. So we'll, we'll make that even one better. I just, we're going to give one away. All right. So, so giant builders. Sounds good. Leave a um, comment in the YouTube or the Facebook or social media, whichever social media, and we'll have a drawing and we'll give one of Jan's books away. So you can. And choice. Oh, and and if they, if they get a book, they also got not this exact one, but I make dragon scarves. <gasps> oh, so I will send a dragon scarf with it. Wow. So it'll be a book and a dragon scarf. Oh, okay. Well, now, now I have to buy two books because each of my granddaughters will want a dragon scarf. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, Jan, thank you so much. And I am so proud of you as far as, you know, not letting this thing get you down. I mean, you are, you are a giant builder lady. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, Jane Builders. Thank you very much. And make sure you get one of Jan's books so you get a dragon scarf. All right. Oh, oh, share your picture of your dragon scarf in our social media. I would love to see you wearing your dragon scarf. All right. See you next time. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.